0: Good morning. Let's get started. Let's turn to four, number 420. 420 in your hymnals. My anchor holds. Let's stand together as we sing number 420. Though the angry surges roll. On my tempest-driven soul, I am peaceful, for I know, wildly though the winds may blow, I've an anchor safe and sure that can end. tides about me sweet Perils lurk within the deep angry clouds or shade the sky and the tempest rises high, still I turn the tempest. small and frail, by his grace I shall not fail, for my anchor holds, my anchor
1: holds.
0: I can feel this anchor fast as I meet each sudden blast, and the gate Restore my Savior. So, grease like billows o'er me roll, tenters seek to lure astray, storms obscure the light of day. start off our service this morning. Brother Welch, would you pray for us? You may be seated. Let's turn over to 373. 373. Count me. When you count the ones who love the Lord, count me, count me. Count up those who trust His word. Count me, count me, count me with the children of the heavenly king. Count me with the servants who would service bring. Count me with the ransom to His praises sing. Count me. count up those who are saved by grace. Count me, count me, who have found in Christ a hiding place. Count me, count me, count me children of the heavenly King. Count me with the servants who would service bring. Count me with the ransom whose praises sing. Count me, count me. When you count up those who do the right, count me. service bring, count me with the ransom to his praises sing, count me, count me when you count up those who forward press, count me count me, who shall gain the crown of righteousness, count me Count me with the children of the heavenly king, count me with the servants who would service bring, count me with the ransom to his praises sing, count me, count me.
2: Amen, well good to see you in the house of the Lord this morning you got a good night's rest after a big day yesterday. I do praise the Lord for the graduation. thought things went very well yesterday. and I praise the Lord for that. and um, um, from singing and um, the fellowship and the food and everything went very well. So just, just praise the Lord for that. Um, just a couple announcements this morning. again there's no choir practice today. No choir practice today, choir members. Um, next, next, uh, of course, in the service this evening, uh, men's prayer at 5.30 and service at 6. But uh, Next Thursday, the 21st, the uh, bishops, Andy and Lois, will be with us, missionaries to Mexico. So uh, look forward to that. And uh, we are making a, a basket for them, so if you have items for the basket, bring them in and give them to, to Amy Welch. Please, please bring them in by next Sunday evening. Uh, youth activity June 29th, 30th, Guys Camp Act, Girls Sleepover um, Let's see I think that's pretty much all the announcements um, Prayer requests, do pray for the Francis Can you pray for ministry there in Taiwan, for his language study also for the opportunity that They have to witness to her parents. Just pray that the Lord would open their hearts to receive the truth of the Word of God. Uh, Pray for families for the work. Uh, Can you pray for our nation, our leaders, our president? Um, Also, um, pray for Mrs. Richmond. She'll be flying back on Tuesday. It's good to have her with us this morning. Good to have Mike Waite with us as well. Appreciate them being here. Um, And let's see. Couple other prayer requests. Uh, Amber's job hunting. Um, and who did I miss? Any other prayer requests this morning? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> All right. If not, let's wait on you for the, the offering this morning. The ushers come to receive the offering this morning. And again, you give us on the Lord. And uh, let's get up out of the heart of love to Him. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the privilege and opportunity that we have to come boldly under the throne of grace, to obtain mercy, and find grace to help in our time of need. And Father, we realize that except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain that build it. So, Father, help us to rest upon your promises, to rely on your strength supplied to us by dwelling spirit of God and I pray that you would be glorified in our midst today we would be encouraged and challenged and strengthened Lord we do pray for these requests that have been mentioned today we pray Father that you undertake, give safety to those who will be traveling this week and for those who uh, are sick and laid aside we pray to bring healing I think you say for Mr. Hanke Father can you undertake for him we pray also for uh, the uh, planned uh, transplant for Daniel Wright. Lord, I pray that you would just show yourself strong in his behalf and um, undertake there and, and just be with uh, Nancy as well as she um, provides this uh, liver. Uh, Lord, we, we do pray that you just uh, oversee all that and you would be glorified and uh, that your will would be accomplished. And uh, so, Lord, just just have your will done and, and we pray that you would Get the glory and honor for it. Uh, give health and wellness to each one involved. Uh, Father, we pray that you give strength to Jeremy and, and Liz, just to continue to strengthen them, and thank you for the testimony. They've been through all this uh, trial. Lord, we do um, pray for uh, Francis and Evan and Kelly, and also for Timothy. Lord, we pray that you continue to give them grace and strength for the work, and I pray that you would help uh, Evan with this language uh, study and help him be able to learn and comprehend and that he he might be able to preach and teach the word of God with all of its fullness uh, in the the language of the people, that they might comprehend and understand. Lord, we we do pray that you open the the minds and hearts of her parents and that they might receive the gospel and uh, the spirit of God might bring conviction and repentance and bring them to the knowledge and the truth and life everlasting so lord just just use them encourage them work through them for your glory and for your honor Uh, father we do pray for our nation we thank you for the freedoms that we enjoy help our leaders do what's right and pleasing in thy sight and i pray You give wisdom uh, to our president His his, um, counselors and those um, working with him father we pray that you continue to help them to uphold our the laws of our constitution and uh, to sustain the freedoms that that uh, were granted to us by that constitution Uh, father we do thank you again for this opportunity we have to give back to you we pray you bless this offering we pray that you use it for your honor and for your glory and for the furtherance of the gospel of the lord jesus we do pray in jesus name Amen.
0: Let's turn to 348, 348, redeemed how I love to proclaim it, 348. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed through his infinite mercy, his child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever I am. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus, no language by rapture, I know that the light of his presence with me doth continually dwell. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, his child and forever I am. I think of my blessed Redeemer, I think of him all the time. I sing, for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Redeemed,
1: redeemed,
0: redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, His child and forever I am. I know I shall see in His beauty. In the night, redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed, redeemed, his child.
1: My soul found peace in believing, and my sins were washed away. Let me tell the old, old story of His race so full and free. Let my heart keep giving Him the glory. Down at the feet of Jesus Where I found such perfect rest Where the light first dawned on my spirit And my soul was fully blessed Let me tell the old, old story Of his grace full. Giving him the glory for his wondrous love to me. It was down at the feet of Jesus where I brought my guilt and sin. He paid my debt and forgave me, for he died my soul to win. Let me tell the old, old story of his grace so full and free. Let my heart keep giving him the glory for his wondrous love to me my heart, keep giving him the glory for his wondrous love to me.
2: If you would take your Bible and turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, are going to begin at verse 13, it says, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the opportunity we have to open thy precious word. We thank you that we do have all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Thank you, Father, that you've given us of your spirit to give understanding in thy precious word. Thank you, Father, for how you've blessed us here at Lighthouse Baptist Church. Father, I pray as we open the word today that you would encourage us and challenge us might we be strengthened with your might for the work which you've called us to. And may there be glory in your church. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, sometimes in life, we look at things under the sun. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're more spiritual than I am, but sometimes I do. I think you do too. And we're tempted to give up. What's the use? We become weary, exhausted, fainting. The word fainting here, the word faint in verse 13 means to be utterly spiritless. We feel like giving up. We may ask ourselves the question, is it really worth it? And you know, the brethren at Ephesus we're looking at the trials, the hardship, the cost to Paul's life in bringing them to the gospel. Think about it. all the things that Paul endured, the trials and the hardships, the sufferings, the beatings, the stoning, uh, the shipwrecks, and all these things that Paul endured. And the gospel and they were looking at that and, and, and you know, he was all under the constant threat of death everywhere he went and they were having second thoughts Paul is it really worth it but Paul's words for them were to not faint at my tribulation for you be strengthened by the Spirit in the inner man. You know, in Luke 18.1, the Bible says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. In other words, don't be weary, don't be exhausted, don't be spiritless. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. kind of comparable, I thought about this analogy of a woman travailing in labor to give birth. You want to quit. I can't do this. It's not worth it. How many mother who have said during labor I'll never do this again. Then that child comes forth that precious little life. And by and by you have strength for another. And so Paul writing to the church at Ephesus in particular tells them or gives them some things that they need to carry through or to be strengthened for the Lord's work. Well, notice three things here this morning. We've got several sub points. First of all, he says you're to be strengthened. Strengthened with might. Notice in verse 16 he says that he would grant you. That word grant means give to you. Uh Grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. God wants you and I to be strengthened with his might. Uh, the word strengthened here means to increase in strength or to grow strong. First Corinthians sixteen thirteen, he says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men. Be strong. Be strong. This, of course, requires exercise. It requires exercise. In Hebrews 5.14, the Bible says, But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Paul wrote to young Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, 7, and 8 says, But refuse profane and old wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So godliness will not only profit that which is to come, but it also profits right now. And he says you need to exercise yourself. The word exercise is an interesting word, it's Jim not so. Where we get our word gymnasium? Gymnasium. You know, a very... I hesitate to say this, but, but it's true, so I'm going to say it anyway. The basic definition is to exercise naked. In other words, without any hindrances. So the, the, the picture is here, you know, you're exercising vigorously, you know, putting off everything that would hinder you from reaching your goal. And, and so, to be strengthened, we have to exercise. We have to give ourselves. We, it, it's a picture of one who strives earnestly to become godly. We must apply ourselves. Give yourself to it. Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.15 and says meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. He wrote to the church at Philippi in Philippians chapter 1 and verses 9 and 10. And he says and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all judgment. That you may prove things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ. And, and of course the word excellent here means to differ or to test. Or to prove things that are different. And the idea is to distinguish between that which is good and that which is evil. We need strength to continually prove what is good and what is not. And we need to be strengthened with might, he says, by his spirit in the inner man. The word might means moral power or excellence of soul the power or the strength of the spirit of God. You remember in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 he says but ye shall receive power. It's not your own power. You see Paul didn't continue on in his own strength. In fact he wrote to the church of Corinth and he said I die every day. I die daily. That's what he said. I die daily. I'm dying every day. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, he said it, it, that, that when I am weak, then I am strong. In my weakness, Christ's power is manifested, is what, what he meant there. It's not our own strength. It's his. It's his might. It's the might of the spirit in the inner man. Colossians 1.11, he says, Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. You know, think about, think about Moses in the wilderness. And I would say it this way, putting up with the murmuring and complaining of the children of Israel. Or Paul, in his ministry, putting up with these guys that followed him around, corrupting his converts. You know, that problem that Peter faced at Jerusalem in Acts chapter 11 never went away. There were they of the circumcision who continued that throughout the book of Acts. And they're still continuing. It. They just have different names and different faces. They're just not Jews. Every missionary will tell you. They go to the church, the foreign field. They start churches, and the cults come in and behind them and corrupt their converts. Calvinists come in behind them and corrupt their converts. And Paul, but Paul said this: I do it with all patience and long suffering, with joyfulness. Sometimes it makes my patience wear thin. You know, we need strengthened. Strengthened for the battle. Because sometimes we look at things and we say, what's the use? Is it really worth it? The second thing he, needs, he says here that we need, we need to be securely established in verse 17 he says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Now there's two words here I want to look at. Rooted and grounded. To me they sound like the same thing. They are similar. The word rooted it means to render firm, to fix, to establish, cause a person to be or a thing to be Thoroughly grounded. And the word grounded goes a little deeper. It has the idea of laying a foundation. Laying a foundation to establish. So when he says that we, that we need to be rooted and grounded, this is, we're not looking just at the surface, at what we see. We're looking at something that is more deeply seated than that. We're talking about the inner man. The inner man. You see, to the surface, it looked like Job served God because God was good to him. Because God protected him and showed him favor. But Satan found out that wasn't the case there was something in the inner man of Job that even though all those good things were taken away from Job Job still served God he he was rooted he was grounded he was firmly established you know we think a foundation is something you don't see but it is the source of the stability and strength of any structure if you have a faulty foundation, it affects the whole building. And so I believe what we're dealing with here, as we think about the inner man, is the heart of man, the thought processes. Romans 12 two says, Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You, so we're talking about our minds, our thought processes. Paul wrote to the church of Corinth in 2 Corinthians 4.16. He says, though the outward man perish, that is, dying daily, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. It's renewed day by day. It's well-grounded. When we say somebody is is well-grounded, we mean they're firmly fixed. They have a thorough understanding of what they believe. They understand it. And you can't shake them. Just as you can't shake a building that's on a firm foundation. They're fixed. They're convinced by the Word of God. Not just by what a man says, but by what the Word of God says. You know how many soul winners know the Romans' road to salvation, but they really don't understand the foundational principles for salvation? or the prerequisites repentance. Years ago we were we were in Maine, we were at a missions conference with a couple of missionaries there. They were about my age. And they and I were discussing an issue of qualifications for Sunday school teachers. And they were trying to prove a point to me. And finally, one of them said to the other, you might as well quit. Because you're not changing his mind. He said, I see that. Because I kept saying, chapter and verse. Chapter and verse. You know, like Brother Hoyle said in Sunday school class this morning, you need to be able to base it on the Word of God, not just as this is what we do here. You know, as parents, we need to be able to base what we practice, what we teach our kids on the Word of God, not just this This is what I want. Because when they get a certain age, they're going to start asking, why? Why? Yeah, and I'm afraid some pastors are afraid Of some people because they're insecure in what they believe. Because it's not Bible based. It's what we do. No we need to be firmly grounded. In the word of God. Rooted and grounded. Then I want you to notice the third thing he says here. We need to be able to. He wants us to be able to comprehend. God's love and and let me say it this way if that is possible because this is really a hyperbole an exaggeration trying to to make a point verses 18 and 19 says that may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with with all the fullness of God. This was really a prayer that Paul had for the church at Ephesus, for the believers there, that they'd be able to comprehend or come to some understanding of God's love. To to comprehend means to lay hold of with the mind, to understand it, to perceive it, to learn it. In a marriage relationship, you continue to learn or continue to to understand and and with the mind, after years of marriage, the love that you have one for another. It's a growing thing. And he says, I want you to know the breadth, length, depth, and height. One commentator says here, the language used in shadowing forth the greatness, the extent, and number of blessings received From Christ. And he says in verse 19. And to know the love of Christ. Which passeth knowledge. And again the idea here is. Learn. Learn to know. It's a learning process. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3. You remember in that familiar passage, in verse 9, it says, And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, which the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. You know, Paul was continually learning about God. About God's love for him. The word passeth means to transcend, to surpass, to exceed, to excel. And he said it passeth knowledge. In other words, it passes the capability of human intelligence. It's beyond us. I've never had anybody say this to me. But I've read it. Where people have said. What kind of God. Would sacrifice. His son for mankind. I just can't imagine it. I can't fathom it. I can't wrap my brain around that. Therefore I cannot believe in him. That's good humanistic thinking. Cuz God's love does in sacrificing his son does demonstrate something beyond our intelligence. How many of you parents are going to sacrifice your son for somebody else? For not just for somebody else, not just for a friend, but for your enemy? That's what God did. Of course, the answer is a God who is love. I know that's real deep. But it really is. It's beyond us. So God wants us to be able to comprehend, to learn. That we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now this is an interesting statement. Might be filled means to fill, to diffuse throughout one's soul. Throughout one's soul. Simply as those who are pervaded or richly furnished with the power and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Rooted as it were in Christ by virtue of an intimate relationship entered into with Him. And of course, the word, and then the word fullness here means a body wholly filled or flooded by God. So God wants us to be able to comprehend His love so that we would be filled throughout. Every part of our being would be filled throughout with the fullness or flooded with the fullness of God. You know, that's God's desire for Lighthouse Baptist Church. And for every part or individual in Lighthouse Baptist Church. And what does that mean? What does that mean? What's it mean to love God? Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. You see, to be filled with the fullness of God simply means that whatever he says, you'll do. Without question. Now let's go back to where we started. That's what Paul was doing, and the church at Ephesus was... Asking questions, Paul, is it worth it? The cost to your life, is it worth it? Paul says it's for your glory. It's for your glory. You see, he is able. Verse, eight, verse twenty says, "Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, again there's another hyperbole, of all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, he is able." So, what is hindering him from flooding Lighthouse Baptist Church and the glory of God being manifested? How do we get? How do we get there? Well, you go back up to verse seven, and I believe here's the key: that Christ may dwell in your hearts. By faith, you know the Bible says four times, "The just shall live by their faith." It all goes back to faith—simply believing God. Notice, some, I want to go look at go down a, a rabbit a, a rabbit trail here. Go to Mark chapter nine. Mark chapter nine. Of course, Hebrews tells us. Hebrews eleven six. 6, So without faith it was impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and is reward of them that diligently seek him. In Mark chapter 9, verse 20, the Bible says, And they brought him unto him. When he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, Have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said unto him. If thou canst believe. All things are possible. To him that believeth. And Straightway the father of the child cried out and said. With tears. Lord I believe. Help thou. Mine unbelief. See Jesus said if thou canst believe. All things are possible to him that believeth. You know, all things in accordance with the word of God are possible. God doesn't give us anything or command us to do anything or instruct us to do anything that can't be done. That can't be done even though to us it looks impossible, even though to us it looks like it's too difficult or the cost is too great. Go to Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Verse 1 And he went out from thence, and came into his own country, and his disciples follow him. When the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Whence hath this man these things, and what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works were wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Joseph, and Judah, and Simon? And all his sisters here with us, and they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin. And in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work. save that he laid his hands on a few sick folk. And healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went round about the villages. Teaching. Their unbelief. He could do no mighty work there. Because of their unbelief. Matthew chapter 13 verse 58. It says. And he did not many mighty works there. Because of their unbelief. In Mark 16:14, it says, "Afterward he appeared to the eleven as they sat at meat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen from the dead." You see, unbelief caused the disciples not to believe the witnesses who saw him after his resurrection. Unbelief. Romans chapter four, verse twenty says that Abraham he staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. You know, so he believed God, and because he believed God, he experienced God's promise fulfilled miraculously. He had a child when he was 100 years old, and his wife was 99. What was deemed impossible was possible to him that believed. You know, Israel was broken off. Set aside because of unbelief. Romans 11.12 says to 11.20, Well, because of unbelief they were broken off, and thou standest by faith, being not high-minded but fear. In Hebrews 3, verse 12, Take heed, brethren, lest there bring any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Verse 19, So we see that they cannot enter in because of unbelief, you see, the children of Israel, many of the children of Israel would never entered the promised land because of unbelief. They would not believe God. Acts 4, 14, 2. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles, made their evil, minds evil affected against the brethren. Of course, this was against Paul. So it's unbelieving Jews caused uh, uh, persecution against the brethren. Revelation 21, 8 says the fearful and the unbelieving. See, unbelief is a sin. It's a thief that robs us of the power of God working in our lives. It is a thief that robs us of fruit that is eternal. It is a thief that robs us of eternal dividends. It's a thief that robs many of life everlasting. Unbelief. Joshua and Caleb were told it can't be done. It can't be done. We be not able were the words that were given. You know, that part they had right because they left out the the enabler. They left God out of the picture. You know, if you're leaving God out of part of your life, can't expect God to do the impossible in your life. Caleb said it can be done. You know, what God desires, if you think about this and relate it to Lighthouse Baptist Church, What God desires to do with Lighthouse Baptist Church is immeasurable. It's beyond us. It's beyond us. But he is able. Notice again verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That power can only work on us as we yield ourselves to him. you remember in John chapter 11 Lazarus's been dead four days and of course Jesus goes to the grave and tells him to roll away a stone and Martha you know says he's been dead four days behold he stinketh you know basically what she's saying don't roll that stone away. Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. If thou wouldest believe. You see, we can read something in the word of God, a command of God, and many times we want to say, that's hard. That's difficult. You know, we need to have faith. That will cost me. Have faith. That requires sacrifice of self. Have faith. If you want fruit, have faith. You have to have faith. Go to, go to Second Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Drop down to verse uh, 7. But we have in this this treasure in earthen vessels. In other words, it's it's this uh, uh, body of flesh. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us but life in you. We having the same spirit of faith, according as is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus and present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but though the outward man perish, Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal. See Paul says I'm always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. Verse 11, he says, we which live are always delivered unto death. I'm always dying. That the life also of Jesus might be manifested in my body. I'm going to go back to that illustration I gave earlier of a woman in labor. To do that, she has to deny herself. Give herself. Risk herself. You do understand that women do die giving birth to children? But they do that, she does that to bear fruit, to bring forth new life. And Paul's saying, don't faint, be strengthened, trust God, know his love, that new life might come forth, eternal life. You know, a lot of people ask, why would one studying to be a doctor leave his ambition, give it up, take the gospel to Russia? That's Kevin Jones. I mean, he could have been making a lot of money right now he gave up his own ambition. He gave up his own life. Or an engineer leave his career to go to the Arctic to a wilderness to tell Eskimos about the Lord Jesus Christ. Some may say it's hard. It costs too much. Brother Forney said to me one time, it cost me 20 years of my life. But there's a church in Nuvik that gives over $100,000 a year to missions today. See, we need not faint. We need to be willing to die ourselves that the life also of Christ may be manifest in us. That there will be glory in his church. That we would see God do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So you can't do it in your own strength. You need to be strengthened by the power of God. You see, God is the enabler, and you need to, by faith, simply commit your life to Him. That His power, His strength, might be real and experienced in your life. To fulfill that part. That God has for you. In his service. Faint not. But be strengthened. For his glory.